Hi YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. And for my current subscribers who are truly my stars, mwah, thank you so much. Sending you a big scoop of lip gloss. <laughs> thank you so much for your subscription. Yes, I want to go ahead and give a shout out too to my stars and say thank you, thank you. You are very much appreciated for all of your comments your questions and you guys thank you for actually being patient with me with getting back to you with your answers to your questions <clears throat> i also want to say that i absolutely love how you guys are interacting with one another on the channel and also i'm looking at some of the comments and in the comments it's talking about forums you know starting a forum and i love the fact that you guys are so motivated and inspired by my channel that you are taking radical action. You're starting your own forums. You know, you may be starting something else on social media, your own channel. I love it. I absolutely support that. So I just wanted to give you a shout out and let you guys know that I'm noticing in the comment section that you guys are saying some awesome things or st uh, stating some awesome things. So I really encourage that. <clears throat> okay, today's video it's going to be a presentation. As you can see, uh, this one is entitled Breaking the Energy Cycle uh, with Narcissists. So this is really what we want to talk about. This has been something that has been uh, an issue of mine in the past. So I really wanted to do this video. And this is one that I'm, I'm kind of hearing the buzz right now about this. Uh, and again, we all compri are comprised of energy. We all have energy. So when narcissists feed off of that, we're going to go through some changes. So I really want to talk about that in the video today. At the end of the video, please hit the like and or subscription. Also send me more of those awesome comments and questions. Okay, here we go. Let's jump right in. These are signs of low energy feeds from narcissists, right? First one, obsession with narcissists. Always thinking about them. Wanting to know, you know, you're always curious to know how the relationship is going. You know, you always wanted to, uh, you, you know, you think you have to be the one to fix everything. Because after all, when you really look at it, you're the one that's providing most of everything that makes a relationship a relationship. You're the one that's providing that. The narcissist is only feeding off of you. Guys, that was a huge one for me. When I finally turned around and I just looked at myself and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what the, and I started looking closely at the relationship, which was toxic. And this was years ago I did this. I was like, oh my goodness, this is basically what the theme of the relationship is. The narcissist feeding off of me. I'm providing everything and they're feeding. That's it. So obsession with the narcissist, pleasing them, worrying about, you know, worrying about what pleases them. What you know, you're walking on eggshells, you don't want to cross them, you don't want to step on their toes. Again, you're you're walking on eggshells here, being very careful about the needs and the desires of the narcissist. You may be going to their job hoping to see them, especially if the relationship is over. You may be going by their house, you might be driving by in their neighborhood. You know, you you're always you know, it's like you are obsessed with remaining or reconnecting with the narcissist 
Even to the point of when the relationship is over, you may be thinking about revenge. That also can become an obsession with the narcissist. Wanting to know more about narcissism, not for the purposes of moving on, but to really understand the narcissist because they're not giving you any answers. So you go and you become more knowledgeable about narcissism, not so you can move on, but so you can continue to be uncomfortable as comfortably as possible. Let me say that again, because you're going to be uncomfortable in a toxic relationship, but you're trying to be uncomfortable in the most comfortable way. <laughs> That's pretty much what you're doing. You're already uncomfortable because a narcissist is slinging so much BS in a relationship, but you're willing to compromise at your own expense. See, you're willing to sacrifice yourself for the narcissist. So you're going to continue to be uncomfortable, but you're trying to do it as gracefully as possible. So I think that was, that probably sounds better what I just said. <laughs> okay. So let's move on. Taking on characteristics of the narcissist. Not only do narcissists hijack our, and assume our identities, but we take on theirs, right? Absolutely. Sometimes we start behaving like the narcissist. Sometimes we're cold. Sometimes we're guarded. Sometimes we're snapping and, you know, and mistreating people. Absolutely. I had to look at that when it came to me, when I, when I, years ago, guys, I had to look at that and I was like, oh my goodness, not only are they hijacking my identity, but I'm taking on some of their characteristics, which is very unappealing, very unappealing. Let's move on. Health issues. Your health will start to suffer. You know, maybe you were a person who was fairly healthy before. Now your health is starting to deteriorate. And this doesn't have to be just romantic relationships here. This can be any narcissist you can think of that you've been involved with or the one you're currently involved with. All of these things are energy feeds. The narcissist will continue to sap your energy with all of these right here. These are low energy feeds here. All of the things that I'm talking about. And I've been through all of these that I'm talking to you about. This is why I wanted to share it, this video. I've been through all of these. Unresolved anger towards the narcissist. If you are not constructively dealing with the anger, then you're harboring it. You're holding on to it. And the narcissist can feed from that. Absolutely. And you don't have to be physically around the narcissist for this to happen. So unresolved anger, yes, will keep a low energy feed for the narcissist. So they can supply, they can continue to get supply from you. That energy cycle will be locked. Feeling tired and drained when dealing with the narcissist and after dealing with the narcissist. This is why a lot of us feel this way after we're dealing with the narcissist. And even while we're dealing with them, we feel tired. We feel drained. Well, the, the, the energy is there. We all are comprised of energy. So the narcissist is feeding off of that. So every time you feel tired and drained, that's pretty much what the result is. Because the narcissist is feeding off of you from on an energy level, even a psychic level. Signs of bad luck that you did not have before. Say things were going pretty well for you until the narcissist came along. Then it seems like now you have bad luck in everything. Your money start 
hurting. At first, you know, you were making pretty good money. Now your money is hurting. Everything seems to be, you, you know, your, everything seems to be going downhill. Not only your health, but your, even your outlook on life seems to be uh, changing for the worse. You don't feel so good around the narcissist. Because maybe before, you felt pretty good about yourself. But now, it's changed. Everything seems to be going downhill. After you start, after the narcissist comes on the scene, things start going down. Because you guys, you have to remember, narcissists, they have ditched their own consciousness. This is why some of them seem like they don't have a soul. Because the soul connects you to your higher self, which is your consciousness. Narcissists, if you really think about it, a lot of them, long before you came along, they ditched their consciousness. They ditched it. They, they pushed it to the side. They kicked it to the curb. So that is their higher self that they will not plug into anymore. They reject it at every turn. So this is why some of them, may, some narcissists may seem like they don't have a soul. That's why. Because they don't have a conscious. Some of them do not. So when they come around you with that type of toxic energy, you're being affected by it. And in, in exchange, they are feeding off of your energy, which is probably of a higher frequency. Hope this is starting to make sense. Let's move on. Feeling stuck, living in the past, state of resistance to move forward in your life. Well, you're feeling stuck because you are stuck on a psychic, in an energy in an energy level, probably on a spiritual level as well. You guys excuse the camera here. Okay. Now you're feeling stuck is because more than likely you're living in the past. You keep thinking about the narcissist, what he or she needs. You want the relationship to be better. You keep going over and over in your head, what you could have done uh, correctly or what maybe you could have done something differently. You keep living in the past. You're not looking at now. You're not even present. You're not fully present in your life right now. If you're having relationships with someone else right now, you're not even fully present because you're still thinking about and you're still obsessed over the narcissist. You're still trying to figure how things went so badly in that relationship. I don't care if it was 20 years ago, guys. You can be having more people in your life right now. You cannot be fully present in your current relationships because you're still stuck where the narcissist is concerned. You're still trying to figure out what went wrong. You're still trying to figure out why you were traumatized, why you have been hurt by them and why they didn't love you and care about you. All these things. So you feel stuck right now. No matter how many years have gone by, you're living in the past. See how that correlates to, together? It all into wolves together, feeling stuck, living in the past, and then moving right on into state of resistance to move forward in your life. You simply refuse to move forward in your life. So you are resisting. You're in a state of resistance. So that keeps you stuck. And yes, this is a low energy feed that the narcissist feeds off of. I don't care if you haven't seen them in 20 years. All these things that I'm mentioning, it keeps the low energy cycle going. And the narcissist absolutely feeds off of that. The last point, seeking narcissists for love, validation, apology, explanation, closure, sex, love, money, 
clarity and understanding and a host of other things. But these things right here, I have gone through this stuff. And th this is why I mentioned those things because I've heard a lot of people who have dealt with narcissists, they go through these same things. As long as you're seeking the narcissist for anything whatsoever, that energy, that low energy cycle will continue to be fixed and the narcissist will feed. He or she will feed. As long as you have desire for them, as long as you're pursuing them, as long as you are in the mix with them, okay, you're, you're involved with them in a toxic relationship. As long as all of that is going on, the narcissist gets to feed. We all comprise of energy. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and move forward. We all are comprised of energy, right? When we are in the presence of narcissists and share the same space with them, our spirits and energy body is affected more than we are really aware of. Sharing space with narcissists places us in harm's way with each encounter and each interaction. When the narcissist speaks to us, even by telephone, guys, cell phone, social media, etc. See, any type of connection, any type of interaction, any time we share space with them, the narcissist will feed because all of these things are, our energy is affected because it's a spiritual agreement. This is serious, guys. And you know, when I, when I, when my eyes were open to this years ago, yes, that was a game changer for me. It was because it really, when I opened up my eyes and I saw this, I was like, wow, just because every aspect of you is affected when you're dealing with narcissists, every aspect, not just the physical. Think about it. Why do you think you feel so badly every time you deal with them? You feel drained. You feel tired. Because the, they are feeding off of you. That's the plainest way I can put it. That's the most simple way that I, that's the simplest way I can place it, can put that. They're feeding off of us. When that happens, the narcissist is feeding. Not just on a physical level, but a psychic level and an energy level. So even again, with telephone, cell phone, social media, any type of connection, anytime that you agree to that connection and you're taking place, you know, you're, I mean, you're giving place to them. Yes, they can feed. This is a spiritual agreement. Spiritual agreement is not just a marriage that you have in a church. That's it's not just that. You can spiritually agree with people and connect on a psychic and energy level with people in so many ways. And when narcissists, see, narcissists intuitively know this, by the way. A lot of them, they understand and overstand and they get this. Intuitively, they get it. So moving on to the next bullet, um, having... Having sexual relations with narcissists is extremely harmful because it's an agreement of sorts. Therefore, there's a mixing of energy and spirit that is almost impossible to break free of, regardless of physical separation for any amount of time. Basically, maybe you haven't had sex with a particular narcissist for five years. But unless you learn or figure out 
or you're willing to learn how to break the energy cycle, they will continue to feed. That narcissist will continue to feed. Because see, every aspect, every aspect, I'm reading the last sentence here. Every aspect of an individual is affected during sexual intercourse, regardless of gender and the complexities of how they are affected. Okay, the result is going to end up the same. So what, is, what are those complexities? Okay, regardless of gender, right? You know, the women, the females, we can get pregnant. A male cannot get pregnant. He can impregnate, but he cannot get pregnant. A female cannot impregnate, but she can become pregnant. Those are the complexities due to sexual intercourse. That's just an example. So regardless of the gender and the complexities of sexual intercourse, the narcissist will feed. So even if the narcissist is a female, she will feed off of the person that she's having sex with on an energy, on an energy, uh, let me speak right, <laughs> on an energy level as well as a psychic level and an emotional level. See, it on many levels because we are comprised of energy. We have souls, we have spirits, we are very complex. So every essence and aspect of us is being fed off of by the narcissist. So during sex, during the actual, um, during sex, the, the sex act, sexual intercourse, it's not just physical. Your body is not just being affected here. Every aspect of you, regardless if you're male or female, if you are having sex with a narcissist, your entire essence is in the mix with the narcissist. And narcissists intuitively know that they feed. They can feed from you. Okay, so it, it doesn't matter about the uh, gender or the complexities of each gender when it comes to the sexual intercourse. And I mean, female narcissists can be cutthroat. They can be cutthroat. Matter of fact, I should do a video on that. So if, if you're having sex with a female narcissist, it could be the same gender. It could be female, female. It could be male, male. If one of those people who, have ha who are having sex is a narcissist, yes, they're going to feed from the other one that they're having sex with. And this includes orgies, threesomes, menage a trois. You get the picture. <laughs> Doesn't matter. If the narcissist is in the mix somewhere, they're going to feed from the sexual intercourse. They're going to feed from the sexual act. Okay, let's move on. Okay, examples of energy cycles shared with narcissists. Okay, we're still on the energy cycles. First point, any and all interaction is harmful because narcissists, what they do is they receive supply as long as we are compliant to any and just having any toxic relationship with them as long as we're compliant yes we're in trouble because narcissists will receive supply as long as we comply to play games with them within the constructs of a toxic relationship they will feed basically we are supply regardless of the attempts to reason to compromise threaten to leave the relationship 
or become emotional with narcissists, we will continue to be used as, as drugs. Narcissists don't care. As long as they get that supply, they don't care what happens to you or how you are affected by that interaction. Last point, feelings of frustration, anger, anxiety, emotional stress, sadness, fear are all appealing to narcissists because it gives off energy for them to feed off of. Why do you think narcissists like to goat people into arguments? Why do you think that they just, just start senseless and, and you know they're always instigating drama that's senseless? Because they, that, see, guys, we are all comprised of energy. Every time we feel any emotion, whether it's pleasant or not pleasant, that's energy popping off. So the, the narcissist is right there to feed. I hope this is becoming very clear to you guys. Because for me, it was a game changer. As soon as everything came clear to me, became clear to me, I was like, wow, I've got to make some changes here. Because basically, the, no matter how you look at it, the narcissist will feed off of your energy cycle, off of your energy system. The narcissist will feed. Okay, let's move on. These are some of the tools that I, actually all of these things here that you see, these are tools that I have applied to my support base. And I do all of these today, guys. I started these years ago, but I wanna share these with you. There's so many more tools, but I wanna share all of these because all of these I do today. Give yourself permission to grieve without harsh judgment. That's fun. That was a huge one for me because I was so accustomed to taking care of everybody else even when I was angry with what some of the things that have occurred in a relationship, even when I was angry about certain things, I became guilty. I felt guilty, even though I had every right to be angry. Give yourself permission, guys, to grieve. Part of the grieving process is to feel anger. Find a constructive outlet to express your anger. And do this without judgment. Try to do it without judgment. Love yourself. Be patient. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. That goes without saying. So I'll move on. Speak love. Start speaking the language of love instead of speaking negativity a lot. Again, as long as the narcissist is on the scene, if you are angry, frustrated, you cussing, you fussing, you're in arguments with them, they love it. They feed off of your energy system. Just as long as, because they want to keep the energy vibration low. Narcissists, they want to keep it low because they feed off of that. Start using visualize, start to visualize. Use visualization. I do this a lot, guys. Start visualizing yourself accomplishing goals. Start visualizing yourself getting better and better, growing, you know, whatever that is for you. Start visualizing yourself having a better life without the narcissist in it. There's so many creative ways to do that. Continue to embrace love and know yourself. Instead of trying to embrace and love the, the narcissist, because they're only using those things against you anyway. Know yourself. Stop trying to figure out the narcissist. Stop trying to figure out the crazy making, guys. It's not going to work. The narcissist will not change. They only want the supply. And they are addicted to toxic relationships and all the drama that goes on in it. So try to, you know, wean yourself off from complying with them, the narcissist. Stop complying with them. 
And this is a tough one because in so many ways, we are addicted to the toxic relationship with narcissists. Guys, it took a lot for me to face that about myself, but when I finally did, it helped me so much in my healing. When I looked in the mirror and I said I was addicted to toxic relationship with narcissists, it, that was huge for me. Let's move on. Focus on your own life. That goes without saying. You know, the narcissists, they get enough attention. They're addicted to that too. It, it, especially negative attention. Any attention for the narcissist will do. However, the negative attention is what they really go for. Again, low bright vibration, low energy is what the narcissist craves the most. If they can keep you at that level with the depression, the anxiety, the anger, all the BS, all the drama they go through, you know, that, that you go through because of them. See, they, they want you to keep on at that level so they can continue to feed. They're, you know, you're, you're like a host and they are like the IV in your arm. That's pretty much what it boils down to. So, yes. Focus on your own life. What are your goals? What are your priorities? What are your passions? What do you care about? Hopefully, I hope you, care, I hope you start caring for yourself. <laughs> okay? So focus on your own life. Start drawing up the blueprint of what that looks like. What do you want your life to look like now? What, do you, what makes you happy? What are your priorities, your passions, your standards, your values? I want to encourage you guys to get started on that today if you haven't already. Last and final tool, discontinue to invest in toxic relationships with narcissists because every time you're in, around them, you are in danger. You are in harm's way and on so many levels. But basically, if you don't learn or, or if you're not willing to open up to learning about how to break the energy cycle with narcissists, you're going to be stuck in this low vibrational frequency with them. This low vibrational energy cycle. You're going to be stuck and the narcissist will continue to feed. I don't care if it's 50 years. You don't have to be around them physically for them to continue to feed. Guys, I really hope that this is, you know, clear now for you because some people, they don't understand how is it that they haven't seen the narcissist in like years, but they still feel connected to the narcissist in a icky and murky and grimy way. Well, this is why, because the energy cycle has not been broken. So these tools here that I just mentioned will absolutely help to break that energy cycle. It will start to break. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this video and I certainly hope that it has inspired and motivated you to, if you haven't started already, to get started today. Drawing up your blueprint, right? Draw up the blueprint to your support base. These narcissists will continue to feed off of you if you continue to comply with the toxic relationship with them. For me, again, that was a game changer. Until next time, you guys, please take care of yourself and stay tuned for more videos. Do you feel shame because of who you tell yourself you are 
Or do you feel shame because of what the cluspy personality or narcissist did to cause you grief or trauma? So is it something that someone else necessarily did in your past to cause you grief or trauma that has you feeling shame right now? Or is it because of who you tell yourself you are? Because a lot of us, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, you're carrying the shame of the cluster personality or narcissist. But is it really because of who you tell yourself you are or is it something necessarily that the cluspy personality or narcissist did to cause you grief or trauma is this the reason behind the shame next question how often do you experience guilt for choosing to take a mental break from the unhealthy relationship pause i mean let's just face it being in a relationship with a cluspy personality and narcissist is a roller coaster ride Emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, even mentally. I mean, sometimes our energy bodies feel very drained. Okay, so sometimes we need a break from that. We need an intermission. Some of us live with the cluster personality and the narcissist. So it's not that easy just to take off and leave the relationship and go no contact. But every now and then, you know, it's been my experience that you need that break. You need that intermission from the unhealthy relationship with the cluster personality and the narcissist. So how often, the question again is how often do you experience guilt for choosing to take the mental break from the unhealthy relationship? Because some of us have just snatched, okay, those intermissions. We just snatched what little time we had, right, for a little break. We didn't want to argue over nothing, on a particular day or night when the narcissist or cluster personality came home from work. Okay, I know a lot of you can relate to this. You just didn't want to argue. You just didn't want to fight about nothing. You got tired of the drama and the chaos over nothing. Okay? So, and even some of us have experienced the being on the receiving end of the narcissistic injury. Some of us have been on the receiving end. You know, you just get tired of the rages or the episodes of rages. So you just need a little break. And some of us actually feel guilty for snatching what little time we have to take the break. And this is very often the case. But when you think about the theme and the tone of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist and the cluster personality, yeah, it is very often that a person feels guilty a lot of us who are involved with the cluster personality and who are involved emotionally with the narcissist or the cluster personality, we've been groomed to feel guilt and shame. Just think about that. So whenever we do something so-called good for ourselves, yeah, the guilt will creep up and sometimes even shame. Okay, so how often do you experience guilt? for choosing to take a mental break from the unhealthy relationship. Next question. What do you do to constructively express your emotions? Pause. So some of us, 
you know, we express what we feel. We express our emotions. And sometimes it's not very constructive. Sometimes we are reactionary. <laughs> okay, I've been there, done that myself. There were times that I slipped. There were times that I went on and I expressed what was on my mind. I expressed my emotions. And it wasn't so constructive. Okay, so let's just be for real and ask the question, what do you do to constructively express your emotions? And give yourself a pat on the back for those times instead of kicking yourself and beating yourself up for the times that you did not do this. It is very difficult to be in a, in a relationship with the cluspy personality and the narcissist. It is a roller coaster ride. Okay? It is very difficult. So there will be moments where we will be reactionary. Now, I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying we're human beings. Okay? <laughs> we're going to make mistakes. But again, the critical question is, what do you do to constructively express your emotions? Just think about those times that you did that. For instance, the times that the narcissist may have wanted to go you into an argument, but you took the high road. You didn't get into it. You did not entertain him or her. You wasn't going to get yourself dragged into yet another chaotic drama. Okay, you wasn't going to do that. So give yourself a pat on the back. That could be considered a constructive way to express your emotions. Sure, you were upset. Sure, you felt whatever emotion it was about what he or she may have said to may have influenced some type of emotion in you, such as sadness or anger. Yeah, but you constructively expressed that emotion by taking the high road. Maybe you went to the gym and worked out instead. Maybe you took a walk. Maybe you took a drive. Maybe you went out and, you know, enjoyed a movie or two. Maybe you went out with some friends instead of spending time with the narcissist arguing about nothing or staying in a hostile environment. So again, what do you do to constructively express your emotions and give yourself a pat on the back for that? Next question, what outlet have you provided yourself to cope and heal from the aftermath of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist or the cuspy personality. Pause. So what outlet have you provided yourself? And I mentioned just before, do you go to the gym? Do you go out in nature? Do you go out for walks? Do you have a bicycle? Do you, you know, do you have a motorcycle? Do you go out for a drive sometime? Do you go to the beach? Do you just take that mental break? <laughs> you know, all of these can be an outlet, a healthy outlet, a positive outlet, a constructive outlet. And we have to provide this for ourselves because the cluspy personality and the narcissist is not going to provide that. The last question is, what outlet have you provided yourself to cope and heal from the aftermath of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist and the cluspy personality? There's a whole lot of things that are available as far as like an outlet. First tool. Begin to practice principles such as vulnerability and courage that may become a real game changer for you. Pause. So practice a few principles, vulnerability and courage. They kind of are linked and go hand in hand. It takes courage to become vulnerable or permit yourself to become vulnerable. Of course, in a safe environment. 
to become vulnerable in front of the narcissist or the cluster B personality is probably not emotionally safe or secure for a lot of people. If you are not feeling emotionally safe with being vulnerable in front of him or her, well, yeah, it's probably a time to take a relationship inventory. Okay, next tool. Try to envision who you really feel and think that you are separate from who the narcissist or the cluspy personality says you are. I mean, really, the cluspy personality and the narcissist, they have a false self-image. So how in the world can they tell you who you are? They can't. They are feeding the beast called the false self-image. So how can they really tell you who you are? Third tool, incorporate tranquility in your daily life. Taking time out to become quiet may help you to focus on what you need in order to heal and thrive forward. That's pretty self-explanatory. So if we take time out to focus, I mean, take some of that time out to get quiet, to be still, and focus on what is it that you really need? What do you desire? You know, how do you envision your life? Is the narcissist or the cluster personality a part of it? When you think about becoming quiet and still and envisioning a life full of joy or abundance and prosperity, is the narcissist and the cluster personality a part of that vision? Yeah. It's pretty tough to put them in that vision, isn't it? <laughs> Considering what you already go through, I'm probably guessing what some of you are already going through, and I'm speaking from experience. I no longer have a relationship with a cluster personality. However, when we envision our lives of prosperity, <laughs> I don't think the narcissist is one of the first people that we think of that we can place in that vision. Okay, so take some time out to get quiet and to get, you know, to become still and focus on what you need in order to thrive forward, in order to heal. Step number one, analyze the situation. Step number two, identify the core problem. Step three, define your audience. Step four, develop communication objectives. Step five, determine the key promise and support points. Step six, define your strategic approach. Step seven, match communication approach to identified motivation barrier. Okay, now some of you may be reading this and say, well, that doesn't sound like anything that you can apply to your personal relationships, but I beg to differ. But hold on, yes you can. All of these you can apply to your personal relationships, not just when you go to work or when you go to school. These are steps that you can use whenever you are dealing with a challenge and or a problem. Again, whether that is personal or it's a challenge that's dealing with your finances, your job, uh, your education, whatever projects you may be working on. So you can use focus and tension techniques anywhere. So I wanna invite my stars especially to take a look at these steps and find out which one will work for you when you're dealing with uh, the narcissist and personality type.
Chucky Beep.